0: Welcome to City News 570 Rangers Talk. Brought to you by You Save Flooring. Prices so low, just take it and go. Here are your hosts, Mike Farwell and Paul Fixter.
1: And back here at the Memorial Auditorium where it was a bit of a nail-biter at the end. The Rangers up 5-1 one at one point in this game. It finishes 5-3 and with the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds on an extended manpower advantage with two Rangers in the box and the Hounds net empty. So it was a six-on-three situation the Rangers were trying to defend. And just being honest, the second call, a quote-unquote high stick on Matt andonovski was anything but. However, the Rangers managed to withstand the poor call and hang on to pick up their fifth straight victory. That's a season-long winning streak for the Kitchener Rangers. Let's look at how this one broke down. Trent Swick got the scoring started back in the first, 349 in his sixth of the season unassisted one-nothing Rangers. Then Carson Rakoff on the power play with his nineteenth of the season from Philip Michar and Hunter Brustevich. That came at 1621 of the first, and it was two-nothing for the Rangers. In the second, the Sioux would claw back to within one. Justin Cloutier's ninth of the season from Connor Clattenburg at 14.03 of the second made it a 2-1 game. That goal was the first one scored on Jackson Parsons in more than 181 minutes of hockey. The Rangers though would get it back just a minute 35 later Antonino Pugliese his third of the season from Cam Mercer and Justin botno at 15.38 of the second it was 3-1 Rangers after 2 in the third Trent Swick again his second two goal game of the season gets his seventh of the season from Philip Machar and Hunter Brustevich that one came at 2.34 of the third on a Rangers power play made it 4-1 then not long after, Philip Machar with his fourth of the season from Trent Swick and Matt Andanofsky at 6.05, 5-1 for the Rangers at that point. Kluche, though, would do it again for the Hounds, his second of the game and tenth of the season short-handed. He had a breakaway from his own blue line, picking off an errant Rangers pass. He made no mistake. It was 5-2. And then Owen Allard with exactly three minutes to play and the Hounds net empty. A large seventh of the season from Bryce McConnell-Barker and Kirill Kadratsev. That made it 5-3, but that's as close as the Hounds would get, despite keeping their goaltender on the bench and getting two more power plays with both Luke Ellenus and Matt Andonofsky in the box at the same time. So six skaters to three for the Hounds, but they couldn't get another puck past Jackson Parsons, and the Rangers win it 5 three special teams were good for kitchener today their penalty killers were six for six as the hounds failed to score on six power play opportunities and the rangers power play went two for four today sue out kitchener 35 to 22 once again a 5-3 win for the rangers who have now won five in a row they remain tops in the ontario hockey league with a 14 and 5 record through 19 games your post game show is brought to you by You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. This is Kitchener Rangers hockey on City News 570.
0: You're listening to City News 570 Rangers Talk. Brought to you by You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. Here are your hosts, Mike Farwell and Paul Fixter.
1: And back here inside the Memorial Auditorium in Kitchener, where the Rangers. Found themselves in an interesting one, to say the very least. Up 5-1 in the third before the relentless Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds scraped together another couple goals. Then had power play opportunities late with their net empty, but Jackson Parsons stood tall. And stop me if you've heard that one before. He has just been terrific for the team this season. And the Rangers win their fifth in a row... 5-3 the final here this afternoon over the Sioux. On our out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Liebold Electric, the Ottawa 67s double up on the Sarnia Sting 6-3 in the nation's capital this afternoon that's five losses now in six games for sarnia just getting underway in windsor the spits lead the saginaw spirit by a score of one to nothing also just underway in peterborough it's brantford with the early lead on the peterborough peats brantford coming off a four nothing win yesterday over sudbury on home ice in brantford and Tomasz Homera's brantford bulldogs debut Homera traded by the Kitchener Rangers to the Brantford Bulldogs yesterday uh, in exchange for a third and a fourth round pick. Getting underway a little bit later in Oshawa, the Jens play host to the Kingston Frontenacs. Let's send it downstairs to Paul Fixter and UC Hocus.
2: Thanks, Mike. I'm with head coach uh, UC UC Hokus And, Coach, back-to-back wins against first-place hockey clubs. What did you like most about your uh, team's effort tonight?
3: Uh, well, uh, I think we... We were efficient in our chances. Uh, I didn't like our first period. We didn't work a lot of turnovers, a little bit sloppy. We are a little bit two o'clock game and we weren't ready. But after that, we picked up our game a lot, what I liked. And uh, after that, of course, two power play goals, that was good. But then after that, the beginning of the third PK was really good. I liked that. Uh, then we a little bit, it went 5-1 and we a little bit stopped playing. and let him get in and then came the ridiculous penalties in the end it even but that happens and you have to work but good pk parsons good at the net and overall uh good performance after that after the first period from the guys you get a great
2: performance yet again in in goal by parsons and i thought at the end there when they had the six on three he was the most confident and stellar player on the ice at that point
3: Oh, yeah, and then, but I have to say, Moths, huge blocks, mini, huge block. like uh, they didn't get the pucks through there, even in the six on three. So I really like that, like the, how the guys sacrificed self. I
2: have to ask you about the play of uh, Antonio uh, Pugliese. He gets the goal, he just brings energy. I saw him chirping with Cloutier. How, how, how much fun is it to coach this kid?
3: Oh, he's, uh, yeah, He for sure he brings energy. Yeah, that's for sure. Oh, uh, so he works hard every day. Uh, and uh, for, he's a great energy player, a lot of hits. Now he's been good at PK also. And when he gets a goal, like th- that's not better. We had a great rush, rush, rush chance before that, and then he put, puts the rebound in. So really happy for him. Uh, he just have to remind what he is because he's so fast and he can do like he he can really be efficient in the forecheck.
2: Coach, your team's on a five-game winning streak. How confident is this group?
3: Well, yeah, I, I think we're confident. Uh, we won five in a row. Not all of them were pretty, but we'll, t- we'll take everything and we keep going. And, uh, yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I think we know we're learning all the time what it takes to win, and that's the good thing about it.
2: Your next game isn't until Friday. Is that, a, is that beneficial to the team to work on things you have couple of days of of practice where you can iron out things that maybe you feel can be better for the team
3: oh yeah for sure and then we have to take a little rest also because the schedule's been quite tough like for us like we've been playing almost every every second day right now for quite a while and then we go from friday we go again like uh almost as a seven or not seven games in nine days or ten days or something like like no sorry seven 11, seven games in 11 or 12 days, so it's, uh, it's like playoff, playoffs, so yeah.
2: Congratulations on a great weekend. Uh, keep the team rolling, Coach. They're a lot of fun to watch.
3: Thank you. Thanks a lot.
2: Thanks, Mike. Thank,
3: thank you very much, Paul.
1: You see a hocus with his post-game thoughts following the fifth straight win for the Kitchener Rangers, 5-3 over the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Quick break. Back with more on your post-game show for You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. This is Kitchener Rangers Hockey on City News 570.
0: You're listening to City News 570 Rangers Talk, brought to you by
1: You Save Flooring
0: price is so low just take it and go here are your hosts mike farwell and paul fixter
1: back here at the odd the rangers win at five to three paul fixter is ringside thanks
2: mike i'm downstairs with antonino pugliese and have to ask you yeah uh, how much fun are you having out there i see a chirping cliche and you got a smile on your
4: face you play with energy it, it must be a lot of fun for you right now yeah i mean um we're winning right now. We're on a heater, so it's just fun, you know. Winning's fun. I love winning, you know, just like uh, we're playing real good, and it's just it's fun. Like, we're a team, really good bond this year with all the guys, really really close group, and we're just joking around just, you know, being being teams out there. It's having fun.
2: You've won five in a row. What do you think, How the confidence that this team's had, where does that come from?
4: Yeah, I mean, um, I'm trying to manage, like, our highs and, and manage our lows you know don't get too high and don't get too low on ourselves. but uh yeah like we're definitely playing with confidence um and it's helping us out a lot um I mean like we're battling back if we get down in games but um yeah we're just playing really well with the confidence we have you have the ability
2: to get under uh, the opposition's skin I see that what was being said between you and Kluci
4: can you share that oh nothing you know we're just uh we're saying what's up to each other that was it congratulations on the goal tonight your third goal of the season that must feel
2: good to get on the score sheet
4: yeah it was about time i mean um my linemates has been giving me a lot of chances and uh and i haven't been finishing them so it was just nice to get back to that and uh and hopefully keep it rolling you're getting a lot of ice time this year i know you had some injuries and in you're in
2: and out of the lineup Last season, You're getting an opportunity to play this year, and you're making the most of it. You must feel good about the opportunity that you're getting, and you and Mercer seem to have a real chemistry together.
4: Yeah, I mean, um, with uh, a lot of the other guys leaving last year, um, there's a spot in the lineup that I felt I could fill, and, um, you know, just like my competitive edge, and um, it's my work ethic, I think, um, and that's what's helped me get these, uh, these minutes and stuff. And, yeah, I think I'm I'm trying to make the most of these minutes that I'm getting. The coach made a real interesting comment a few weeks ago that I've
2: never forgotten about. He said he needs all the lines to play with the fourth line energy, like the fourth line brings their energy. That's a real compliment to you and and your line mates that the coach recognizes that the energy you bring is contagious and all the lines need to to, uh, bring that energy. That's a real compliment to you. Um, I got a text the other night uh, in the post game from this fan saying we love we love the pug uh, your last name is easy. is
4: that where the nickname comes from pug yeah it is uh, and that one's been around for a while um but yeah like it's just nice just being um uh being the guy that they look to um or like our line like to be the energy and like get us going um Flinders always has to me like be like the tip of the spear you know like bring your teammates into the battle, and like lead them into the battle. You know that's what we've been doing.
2: Congratulations on the start for you personally, for the team success, continued success, and keep bringing that energy because I love watching it. Thank you very much. I appreciate it.
1: Back to you, Mike. Thank you very much, Paul. Antonino Pugliese his third of the season, part of the Rangers' five-goal outburst again here this afternoon as the Rangers win it five to three. Your post-game show for you save flooring prices so low, just take it and go. We continue on City News 570. Once the East
0: Avenue Blues step off the ice, it's time to break down the game. This is City News 570 Rangers Talk, brought to you by You Save Flooring. Prices so low, just take it and go. Here are your hosts, Mike Farwell and Paul Fixter.
1: And back here at the Memorial Auditorium, following a 5-3 win for the Kitchener Rangers over the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. Let's take a look at your three stars from this game, your three stars for the Better Business Bureau. Find a better business at BBB.org. Third star of this game with a pair of goals for the Hounds, including a shorthanded breakaway backhander, Justin Cloutier, named star number three. The second star of this game with... A goal and two assists this afternoon. Philip Mishar gets second-star honors. And the big man who had two goals in the game for the second time this season and also added an assist, Trent Swick, is named star number one. So your three stars go Trent Swick, Philip Mishar, and Justin Kluche. Three stars for the Better Business Bureau. Find a better business at BBB. Org. Back with some final thoughts from Paul Fixter and then opening up the phone lines to hear from you on Rangers Talk. Stay with us, your post-game show for You Save Flooring on City News 570. Back here at the Memorial Auditorium where the Rangers win at 5-3 over the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. I'll just add this, Paul, before we get on to taking calls from Rangers Nation during rangers talk uh you see a hocus didn't mince words i believe he said terrible but something he, he talked about the penalty calls late it made it a lot more interesting than perhaps it needed to be and i'm i'm just pleased i always like it when the coach sees it the same way we do up here but that was a that was a tough way for the rangers to have to finish this game
2: it was um it certainly was mike and especially the andonovsky call certainly not a high stick by any by any means uh, I think, you know, I quite often ask how the game has changed. I ask coaches, uh, how's the game changing in your mind? Certainly, th- for me, the biggest change in the game is when goalies are pulled now. That goalie was pulled with about four, four plus minutes to go. You never used to see that, especially uh, in a multi goal game. You know, I used to pull a goalie when it was one or two goals, maybe. This was three goals a dif- differential. Was That's it? right, it was five, two, yeah. Yeah. Clouche's uh, shorthanded, yeah. Th- three goal differential. Uh, so, and so it's changed there. And then the other side of that is you see teams shooting at the empty net now and taking their chances on the faceoff in the defensive zone. You never used to see that. You used to see teams just kind of dump it out, get it into the neutral zone or whatever. And so that, to me, is the biggest change. And it allowed Susie and Marie to kind of get back in this game to some extent. And then the penalties really allowed them to get back in the game. And in the end, the penalty-killing unit was was stellar.
1: It's interesting that the Hounds got their six-on-five goal with three minutes to go before they had the opportunity for the extended what turned out to be a six on three situation but credit goes again and I don't want to pump the tires too much but it's hard to put too much air in them the way Jackson Parsons is playing.
2: He he was outstanding and uh, actually uh, Josh Brown from the Waterloo Region Record just mentioned to me I think he was he was only about 10 minutes away or, or so from the all-time uh, shutout record for the Kitchener Rangers wow. Hockey Club. It, it just, I think it was about 10 minutes, he said. And, you know, so you, you, you look at the score, and it seems a lot closer than the game really was. I, I think Kitchener... Uh, was in control of this game from start to finish they did a real good job and in the end the score makes score makes the game seem like it closer than it was
1: okay i'm sure you've got a thing or two that you'd like to say following this fifth straight win for the kitchener rangers so let's do that shall we as we do after every rangers home game we open up the lines for rangers talk 519 570 25 star 570 and one 800 570 15 Make it five in a row for the Kitchener Rangers, who win 5-3 over Sault Ste. Marie this afternoon. Post-game coverage for you save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. This is City News 570.
2: The other night, we heard that song five times again tonight. The other night, four times. And, you know, one of the things you look at as I wait for, for Mike to get back here, you know, this team has had game after game where we, we keep talking about a statement game, a game, a test, and they seem to be passing that with flying colors each time. And this Sault Ste. Marie Hockey Club is, is a high-flying, good hockey club. And, and the score... A 5-3 seems closer than it was. I, I think Kitchener was in control of this game from start to finish. And even when they got in the penalty situation near the end of the game, they still seemed to be in control and confident with their abilities to get the job done. And Kitchener has back-to-back wins against first-place hockey clubs. If that isn't a statement around the league... I don't know what is, as I welcome Mike back to the mic.
1: <laughs> I may I may duck out, in and out, for the uh, post-game Rangers talk show today. We'll see how it goes. And, of course, you know that you can participate at 519-570-2545, star 570, and
2: 1-800-570-5715. I was, uh, as you were away, I was talking with uh, Josh Brown, and, and so Parsons would have had to finish this game, which would have been about a period and a half, Plus another ten minutes into the next game. Okay, that's pretty close to the all-time record. Like you're talking about forty minutes of of uh, of uh, playing time. I
1: was gonna yell across at him. Did you find who has the record? John Gibson. Uh, that Wendell I don't Young. know. I should
2: have asked Brownie. We'll, we'll but, find out. Yeah.
1: he's over there. He's working away. He'll get his work done, and we'll continue uh, with ours right here. Five in a row now, Paul, for the Kitchener Rangers, and the time off. Like I've. I've talked a lot this season about the way the schedule has been set up for the Kitchener Rangers. Set up. I mean, there's a negotiation every year, arena availability, etc. But they've been playing a lot of games. And you even heard UC Ahoka say, you know, they've been playing almost every other day for a while. It's time to get a little bit of a break. I also think, though, it's, it's a benefit. Because when things are going well... What do you want to do except get back out there and pick up another two points?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'd like to uh, to, to keep playing because they're playing with such confidence and, and they're they're playing really good hockey. That being said, Mike, I, I think the break will be nice for the guys. You know, he said they're blocking shots, they're playing hard. It was a physical game at times. Uh, you know, there's, there's bumps and bruises, and, and it's nice to get that healed up. I think uh, they'll they'll probably get a couple days away from the rink, which is always which is always good, and then come back ready to take on a Windsor Spitfire club that beat them last time that they played them, and and probably wanted, well not probably Kitchener's poorest game that they've played all season in in my estimation.
1: Well, you don't want to count your chickens before they're hatched, of course, to use the well worn cliche, but you look ahead now. This team is sitting on a five game winning streak, which is a season long. And their next two games are back-to-back against the Windsor Spitfires, which is the last-place team in this Western Conference, although the Sarnia Sting are dropping like a rock. They've now lost five of six after a loss this afternoon. But the next two games, Windsor-Windsor, and then following that, Erie and our first look at the Guelph Storm. But the Rangers have gone through, in the last number of weeks, Paul, several tests and they continue to pass every one.
2: That's what I was uh, mentioning there just as, as you joined us, Mike. We talk about these uh, tests or statement games that they, they've they faced, and they've just met each one, save for maybe the Mississauga uh, match. But they've just met them, and they've met them not only just gotten by with, with a passing grade, they've gotten by with exceptional passing grade, and I'll put it in the, you know, the A, A-plus category with domination really of teams that are first place hockey clubs and it's just it's a wonderful to see and you know we we kept talking about that 20 game uh, mark well the next game is the 20 game mark and they're 14
1: and 5 even if they lose the next game 14 and 6 through 20 games tell me that you would have predicted this
2: well i i certainly wouldn't have based on you know what i read and heard but i've mentioned this before there are other people around the league that said hey don't, don't underestimate this Kitchener Club. They're better than they're letting on. They're better than some of the things you, you've read. And, and now I understand why they've said that. Uh, tonight, tonight to me was just an outstanding performance against, you know, this Toussaint Marie Hockey Club is a good hockey club. Great goaltending. They have some really good players, high end players and this is a club that uh was sailing through the league quite easily and they they met their match tonight in Kitchener
1: when i look back on the tests the rangers have passed they have back to back losses twice would they avoid a three-game losing streak they did that on both occasions then they had a big weekend with a thursday night in windsor games versus a tough north bay team and a london Knights team the rangers win them both they have back-to-back wins over first place clubs this weekend in peterborough and Sault saint marie and the beat goes on let's go to the phones we'll hear first from uncle rob on rangers talk hello mr deutschman good good frizzy fixter what the hell hey i mean this is something else listen in the you
5: save flooring theme, I just want to say, shots so low, just take it and go.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> the, the shots against, I mean, the shots for, I mean, like how many did we have? Like, did we break 20 today? We did. We this got was, to 22. Okay, good, good. But it was tight for a while. I think what's happening, though, and I'd like to hear fixture's comments on this, too. I think what's happening is, when you take a look at North Bay, London, and uh, the suit today, you get these older teams... Bigger, stronger kids coming in overall because we've got a lot of good rookies, but they're smaller. And the teams seem to come in early trying to bang us, bang us hard. But we get through that first period. It's almost like we're like a boa constrictor. After a while, we wear them out, we squeeze them out, and next thing you know, we're up 5-1. I mean, it's just an unbelievable situation the way these guys are bouncing back during that first period. And, uh, you know, I'm going to – a little shout-out for my nephew on the PK – because the Sault Ste. Marie was coming in, what were they, like fifth on the power play? And what happened today? Couldn't get by.
2: You make an interesting comment about the, the physical play. And yeah. uh, and the coach mentioned that, that he didn't like their first period tonight. But they got through the first period and they had a 2 nothing lead. So it couldn't have been that bad. Uh, Rob, I, I really expected Owen Sound to play that way. Against Kitchener uh, last week when we were up in Owen Sound and they wanted no part of that game, I think that could be the one way to maybe get this Kitchener team uh, off their game. But that being said, they're so fast; it's really tough to catch them because they're so fast. They, like it's it's hard to stop and pin these guys or stop them from uh, their offensive explosion because of the speed that they bring. Uh, I, I think it's just a, a tremendous asset. And these kids are playing with so much confidence. You can try to beat them in any way, shape, or form, and they're going to find a way to counteract that. Uh, I I, I, think
5: I, what about what about their breakout? The breakout seems to be well, too. I mean, they do so well with the puck. They're so calm uh, in their own end with that puck. Sometimes a little sloppy, uh, I, I, but overall... The breakout seems to be smooth, and that gets them
2: going. Yeah, they don't spend a lot of time in their in their zone, and when they do spend time in there, uh, they've had Parsons, and I'm going to throw Malbuff in there as well, um, that just really do a good job of, and I've said this uh, on the air, if a mistake is made, the players have the confidence uh, the, in, their, in knowing that their goaltender is going to bail them out for the most part. I mean, the, the shorthanded goal is a tough one because that's a breakaway, but that aside... Yeah. Uh, the, the mistakes the mistakes that are made the goaltenders are, are there to to bail them out and and have their back
5: yeah coach Yussi called him out on that one they said he got a little sloppy a little too comfortable with the five one lead and then uh, kind of coughed that puck up but hey fixture I just want to compliment you. you you corrected yourself on the it's not Antonio it's Antonino.
2: <laughs> I, I I realized that when I when I was talking to the coach uh UC and then when I had uh, uh uh let's just go with pug when I had pug on I said it correctly I asked him off the air and I said D- like th- not by Tony or Nino and he says he's third generation his grandfather and his father are both right. antonino as well one goes by Tony and one goes by Nino so that's why uh and antonino gets the full antonino well
5: well, we're, uh, we're half Italian, so Matt's a quarter Italian. So the Antonino's like little Anthony. So that's what the Antonino uh, would be. So anyways, uh, he's little Anthony,
2: team. but he plays a lot bigger than little oh, little Anthony. Oh, he does
5: big time, big time. That's that Hamilton. That's that Hamilton Moxie coming out. So anyway, you guys you're doing a great job. Keep it up. Go Rangers.
1: Love it all. Take care, guys. Thanks, Rob. Uncle Rob Deutschman. Uncle to nephew Matthew Sop of the Kitchener Rangers, one of the four overagers on the team. We'll talk about that during Rangers talk here today, because there is at least one more trade for the Rangers to have to make after they traded Tomasz Homera over to Brantford this weekend. Next, we go to Joe. Joe, you're on City News Five Seventy.
7: Great game, guys. Great game. Good call. Uh, we had a lot of fun from where we were sitting. Uh, what we what stood out to us from where we were sitting the most was uh, the transition out of the zone. That that was most notable. One block mark was the shorty, obviously, but um, and the refereeing at the end. What what was with that? That was like guys, come on, seriously? Yeah, <laughs> Gabby wasn't impressed either. She and yeah, but um, Vixie said it earlier. That was a statement game. And that certainly looked like one. And I didn't understand the interview with with the coach when the coach said he was disappointed with the first period when they're up two nothing. <laughs> but uh, you know, I digress. I mean, hey, if if that's what it takes to be a successful uh, team and and a demanding coach, then uh, you know, obviously was yeah he wasn't happy with uh, the first period even though they were up two nothing. But wow, great game, good transition. Woo!
1: Yep. There All right, go, Joe. Appreciate appreciate the call. Thanks for making it.
2: I think the one thing in the first period, there were a few giveaways, turnovers, uh, passes right up the middle. I can think of, I don't want to say the players' names. People watch the game, they know. But the bad decisions to throw the puck up the middle then allowed Susem Rita to have some in-zone uh in zone play the one thing that the coach always stresses is puck management and not turning the puck over and i i think trust me he was very pleased to be up two nothing i just think he, they could have made some better decisions in the defensive zone uh, with with the puck and i think that's one of the things he's a demanding coach and demanding coaches um, are tough to play for sometimes but they also get the most out of the players and he's getting the most out of all his players from top to bottom Uh, bottom to top
1: and we've seen that consistently when we might think this was a really tidy game he'll find a little thing or two to point out to remind these guys hey details matter the other thing that joe alludes to the end of this game paul officiating aside it's just another opportunity for the rangers to win in a different way or deal with a different kind of pressure-packed situation now you've got about 90 seconds of experience being down six on three yeah you were up by two little bit less pressure but still you're facing six six skaters to your three at the end of a game those minutes matter
2: and that's one of the things that you certainly practice you practice your uh six on five for yourself in six on five or five on six i guess against you certainly practice that but there's no there's nothing like actually getting game situation you can practice all you want but once you get thrown into the game and you certainly don't practice six on three uh and they they came through that test uh, yet again with flying colors and i think what stood out for me most there might there were a lot of block shots as the coach alluded to but jackson parsons just stood his ground he was confident. He was at ease. If ever your heart rate is going to accelerate, I would think it'd be there, and it certainly didn't seem like it. And I can just, right near the end, there was a pass from goal line to his right out front, and he did the old kind of Billy Smith paddle out, tried to
1: de- deflect it out. This guy just thinks the game and sees the game so well. Rangers win it 5-3. to three. That's five in a row for the first place Kitchener Rangers. We've been saying that all season long, the first place. Kitchener rangers this is rangers talk brought to you by you save flooring prices so low just take it and go we continue on city news 570
0: it's time to speak your mind have your say on city news 570 rangers talk call now 519-570-2545 brought to you by you Save flooring prices so low just take it and go city news 570
1: Trent Swick with two goals and an assist this afternoon. Philip Mishar, the opposite, two assists and a goal. The Rangers five, the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds three. Five wins in a row for the Kitchener Rangers. That's a season-long winning streak, and they're off now until Friday when they play the Windsor Spitfires here at home and then travel to the border city for a rematch the following night and that'll be the end of the season series with the Windsor Spitfires already go figure the Rangers have not even seen their divisional Highway 7 rival Guelph and they will be finished with the Windsor Spitfires next season next weekend funny how the funny
2: how the schedule goes at, at times isn't it uh, playing back to back is interesting because that's almost like a play. Well, sure. it is a playoff type thing. You don't see that that a whole lot uh, it, in the regular season. And uh, we'll be racing down the 401, One, I guess, <laughs> trying to get there before uh, before the spits do. Mike, uh, just as we have a, a moment here, I'd, I'd just like to uh, congratulate Cameron Reed on the the gold medal. You know, winning is winning is fun, and especially when you win internationally. I would think I can't wait to have this kid come back and talk to him about his experience. And that being said. Luca romano as well great experience for him to be there uh real real nice to see hockey canada get the gold medal and and one of our players being involved with that what an experience for those kids and uh, something that uh i'm sure he'll he'll treasure for the rest of his life
1: and he wins it with local product brady martin a member of the sioux saint marie greyhounds who i wish we would have gotten to see today but we've got three more matchups against the sioux we'll get to see brady play in the uh Days and months ahead here in the Ontario Hockey League. Let's get back to the phones here from you. Cody, you are on City News 570.
7: Hey, Farwell. Hey, fixture. Happy Sunday, guys.
1: Happy Sunday, Code.
7: Oh, yeah. What can I say? That game was like an ultimate thrill ride for me tonight. Like <laughs> I, I was on the edge of my seat during that last minute. Like I was nervous that the Super was going to come back. But uh, yeah, they had every chance to still... do
1: it, but they couldn't they couldn't pull it off.
7: Yeah, they couldn't. Gotta give Parsons his due again. That was a great win by him.
2: Well, him and the team in front of him. It's yeah. it's you you win as a team and you lose a team as a team, and that's the one thing that this coach has really stressed. We're a team, we play as a team, and everything is about the team, and I, I give the staff a lot of credit for really pounding that into the players on a daily basis that we are in this together and the way they're playing it shows that they are all for one and I think one of the things that really shows that tonight is Pugliese going after their best player tonight Cloutier and just giving it to him I tried to get it out of him what was said uh, after the game and he he didn't want to but you know he he was did a real good job of getting under the skin of Cloutier and and relentless and he has the ability to do that he's such a a, a great little spark plug let's call it out on the ice with that energy that he brings and obviously he's got the verbal ability to go along with it
7: oh yeah he did and one other thing uh that one guy uh roman schmidt what what was up with him tonight? he kind of looked sluggish out there tonight
1: you know what cody appreciate the call and you know paul you and i talked about that a little bit and you know i might just be uh, partly in conditioning for Roman Schmidt, right? He only had played one game prior to his return to this league with the Rangers Wednesday in Owen Sound, so this is his third game here, and and maybe the the miles just added up a little bit.
2: Could be, could be that, Mike. No question about it. A game is certainly different than than practicing, and the, the the thing with big guys, when big guys are off a little bit, it shows more so than a smaller statured player. It's just the way it is. Uh, that being said. Uh, big guys like to have their 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 height to their advantage sometimes, and I thought there were things that uh, that Schmidt did tonight that was good. He used his body at times. He made a big hit on I forget who it was, yep. uh, in the neutral zone, and uh, he was a physical presence at at times. Uh, but fatigue could be a problem with it for sure. I mean, if there's anybody who he's only played a couple of games and, and, you know, these other players are approaching 20 games, that's a big difference.
1: And there were a lot of minutes for him to eat up tonight, which he's very much accustomed to. We've seen him eat minutes on the back end, and that's a a big part of Roman Schmidt's game for sure. All right, next we go to Bill. Bill, you are on City News 570.
6: Hey, boys, how's it going? Nice to be a Ranger fan these days.
1: Boy, isn't it, though, huh?
6: (laughs) I'm just you're just talking about Schmidt. I I think when they solve this overage, he's the guy to go. Like Martin's a beast in the playoffs, and uh, I think these young guys on the back end they're quick and are doing a good job. So not he's not going to be missed, my opinion anyway.
1: Well, they will have to solve the OA issue. I mean, Martin's injured right now. Motu and Sop are the other two. And I, my my humble opinion is when that deal comes because it has to you can't carry four all year, uh, they will they will move what they can for maximum value.
2: Th- that's yeah. exactly what they want to get maximum value for whoever they're going to move, and the decision will be based on the play of you know the defense if if it if it would would to be Schmidt that moves. How is the defense playing at that point if they could afford to get rid of him? I mean, this is a guy that's NHL-drafted. Tough to trade those players away. I know they just did Hummer but they had a, uh, an abundance of, NH- of uh, players on the back end to make that decision. Not an easy to des- decision to make for Mike McKenzie and his management team.
1: For sure.
6: No. I'm still for Martin, Stan, but you know, he's missed a big body, but he just seems to me low for some reason maybe like you said he he's just hasn't caught up yet
1: yeah and like paul said too you notice it more with big guys right when you're of yeah. larger stature just it tends to stand out that way well
6: yeah. i i watched them last year and all most of the fans where i sat were say he's got to go last year <laughs> so who knows but, well it's
2: interesting anyway. you say he's got to go when when other people that we're getting messages from and that it's it's nice to get an nhl a drafted player into your lineup. You know, even Tyler er- Ertel alluded to that, I think, uh, off the air uh, to you, Mike, when you were talking to him. So
1: that's right. It's like uh, Christmas. He says, You guys get Mashar back yeah. and you get Schmidt back and et cetera, et cetera. So
2: opinions uh, everybody has an opinion.
1: That's right. Well,
6: if he's such a big NHL player, what's he doing being sent back here and not get to play in the AHL?
2: Well, it, it, it a lot of times it's the same with Philip Mashar a lot of times these teams just have too many bodies and they want these prospects playing and they want, and I think this is a real compliment to the Rangers organization. These NHL teams know what's going on here right now and they want their players to be around something special. And right now we're experiencing something special here and that bodes well for young prospects to be around that and be a part of that. And if you can be in a winning environment, that goes a long ways in in helping your development because once a winner, you want to continue to be a winner. And I think Tampa Bay, especially, is looking at this. Tampa Bay's won uh, Stanley Cups here the last number of years, yeah. and and they sense that hey, th- there might be something going special special in Kitchener. Let's get our player there.
6: They sure wouldn't have sent him back here last year, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> well, I, I can't comment on that. I wasn't around, but uh,
6: no, you weren't uh, around, but Mike knows. Anyway, right, Bill. boys. Hope to keep it up. Good
1: talking to you. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, Like Bill says, it's uh, fun to be a Rangers fan right now. It's a first-place hockey club. Stephen, Evan, hang in there. We're going to take a quick break, come back with more on Rangers Talk for You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. Rangers high in the standings. First place high after a 5-3 win over the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds here this afternoon. You're listening to City News 570.
0: Got something to say about your East Avenue blue? Call now. 519-570-2545. It's City News 570 Rangers Talk. Brought to you by You Save Flooring. Prices so low, just take it and go. City News 570.
1: Well, with another five goals this afternoon, the Kitchener Rangers surpass 90 on the season. Give them 91 goals scored now through 19 games. So that's about four and uh, 4.2 per at this point of the season. The Rangers are averaging a 5-3 win over the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. And yes, you'd better believe it, Rangers Nation. The Kitchener Rangers are still a first-place hockey club. Back-to-back games against other first-place clubs this weekend, and the Rangers win them both. Combined score of 9-3. to three. Let's get back to the phones. Stephen, you're on City News 570. Well, my friends, how are you? We're good, thank you.
8: Yeah, no doubt. Well,
1: you know, the
8: spread-hot scoring keeps going. You might need to build a fire hall beside the odd because, wow, the offense uh, firing or what?
1: Hey, listen, there's one not too far down the street at Ottawa and River Road. I don't know what fire station number it is, but they'll be here if we need them. <laughs> no doubt.
2: While they're, building, while they're building that fire hall, they might want to consider the new hospital to go in this area. I've heard <laughs> heard words of that. Or I've heard uh, talk of that. Sorry.
8: Nice. Well, yeah, I guess we could call them the herd squad, too. So anyhow. There you go. Yeah. Um, put the old pun there, I guess. Swick scored swiftly. Like he's uh, done as much as, you know, before. But, yeah, definitely that got things going. And uh, I think I'm just, and then, you know, you have a, a four-minute power play that they killed off. It's just, I just find this team is finding ways, you know, to deal with adversity. And as the saying goes, good teams somehow, no matter what, find a way to win. And that's kind of what uh, I see happening.
2: So we finally have acknowledged that this is a good team. It's out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's out there. After 19 games, we can say that this is a good team, and I it is a good team. I just want to – you mentioned about Swick, and I didn't really catch exactly what you said. I think this guy, he got the two goals tonight, but this guy does an awful lot. He He's at the net front presence on the power play, allowing Raykoff to get those shots through, allowing Bruce Stevich to get those shots through that the goalie can't see. And the other thing that Swick does a real good job, he's a tremendous penalty killer with that long reach and taking away the, he made tonight a couple of times the cross ice pass, the seam pass that's really difficult for a goaltender to make that save. He intercepts that pass from going side to side or wall to wall, east to west, whichever way you want to uh, look at it.
8: Yeah. No doubt. Well, he said swift, Swick scored swiftly, and, you know, kind of, a, anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, no doubt. Uh, some defense, uh, and, uh, Jackson Parsons, you know, he's still there. Like you said, his rebound control has been good. And, yeah, a little lapses. I mean, yes, you're up there on this team or nothing, whatnot. You get a little lax days cold, but still, you know, even at the end, still find a way to battle through and win. So, you know, that's the big difference. So I'm excited, uh, definitely, you know, how we go down the road. But uh, this team is definitely showing uh, together as a group. They've found something that, you know, hasn't been done in a long time. So, anyway, guys, take care. Have a great Sunday. Talk to you soon.
1: Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate the call. You know, I was just thinking when Stephen mentioned that four-minute penalty against the Rangers had to kill early in this one, six penalties killed off today, Paul. The Rangers came into this game, and I'm not going to try to do the math for the entire league, but they came into this game with the fourth best penalty kill. Shorthanded six times today, uh, only two teams, Mississauga, and london have been penalized more than the kitchen arrangers brad flynn's got these penalty killers playing some good hockey he
2: does he takes a lot of pride in, in that role he seems to uh, talk to us quite a bit mike about the penalty kill and and i know he had a meeting yesterday he talked to me about they had to make a change because of what sue Marie does he's on top of it he watches an awful lot of video and he takes pride in uh instilling what these guys need to do to, to get the job done and and uh good on him to to have these guys clicking and understanding their roles that they have to uh do to make the penalty kill effective and he gives a lot of credit to uh to the goaltender as well as as you have to like your your goaltender has to be your best penalty killer and the goaltending certainly has and that's that's a uh, Jordan Decourt does an awful lot working with these goaltenders as well.
1: I'd love to get a look at that video of what the Sioux power play does, because one thing I certainly noticed is R2 Karki, the defenseman, slides down to the half wall and is ready to unload the one-timer, and it's probably part of the reason he's got 14 goals already this season as a D-man. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's an effective player. No, yeah. no question about it.
2: The the big thing is that you know Brad talks about taking taking away seams. Like you want to keep the puck where the goalie can see it in front of him. And when it goes when it goes through the seam to the far side, now the goalie has to make make an adjustment. And to to his credit, Parsons has done a real good job of going post to post. To to get those one-timers uh, uh, when they get through the seam, but they're trying to keep the puck in front where he doesn't have to worry about his backside.
1: All right, let's go next to Evan. Evan, you're on Rangers Talk on City News 570. Six third and Farwell, how are you guys doing? <laughs> We're great, Ev.
7: Uh great game tonight, five-three for the Rangers. And uh, to be honest, sixth place. Uh, sorry, uh, six points. In first place, nine goals this weekend. Uh, five, uh, sorry, four on Friday and nine today. Five today. Sorry, and uh, five today.
1: Makes a uh, nine-goal weekend. So, uh, hey, but great game overall. Hey, Evan, was that uh, is David helping you with your math over there? Is that who I heard in the background? <laughs> <laughs> no uh, i think it was tony that morning, morning. okay okay <laughs> all right you guys get home safe thanks very much for the call appreciate it the the one thing paul so the rangers have played 19 games now so too have the Sioux saint Marie greyhounds kitchener opens up a what is it now three point advantage on the london Knights points wise uh, london has the game in hand obviously the kitchener played today but you just keep winning these games. Fourteen and five through nineteen games are the Rangers this season.
2: Exceptional, uh, really exceptional. And it's, Mike, they're they're winning in different ways as well. Like you know, they played a Peterborough team that tries to slow the game down. Kitchener was able to counteract that and get the win. They play an up-tempo team in the Sioux uh, that's aggressive on the floor check and aggressive uh, up ice they win that game. They're finding they go into a hostile environment in London and win that game. They go into a a, a building that's not easy to play in Owen Sound and completely dominate that game. They're finding different ways to win. They have adversity tonight that they have to face in the last few minutes here with a pretty comfortable lead give up the 6 on 5 goal. That lead doesn't get as comfortable. Now they get in a really uncomfortable position, having to kill all these penalties and down six, uh, six on three, find a way to win. So there, there's little tests within a game, and they're they're passing those little tests within the game, and then on the big exam, getting the W, they've been d- able to do that in different ways. And tonight was a real good uh, test for them because uh, there there was a, some adversity that they had to overcome in the end to get the to get this win.
1: There's there's a little thing that that eats away at me. Okay, there are so many little things that eat away at me, but here's one from hockey that does, Paul. And I, I can't stand the four-column uh, standings now. So you got wins, losses, overtime losses, shootout losses. I think it's the dumbest thing. I hate the bonus points that are handed out, but whatever. The Kitchener Rangers have only been to extra time once. They've they've won one game in overtime versus the Erie Otters. I think that's the mark of a good team. Am I over-rating or over that? They've only in 19 games gone to extra time once.
2: No, I think that's a really interesting observation by you Mike and I'm I'm not a fan of the four columns either. It's and I I mentioned this to you uh a while back in in the old days if you went into a building on the road, sorry, and got a tie, you felt good about yourself because you you went into a building and got a point, they only got a point as well. Now you go into overtime or a shootout and you lose you, feel, you don't feel as, as good as you – you still get your point, but you don't feel as good because you've lost a game. I liked having the ties in in the – you know, it was a win, loss, and tie. It was simple, simple math. I know why they've done it. They've done it for the fans and, and create – you keep more teams involved in the playoff picture because of that bonus point. But I'm an old-school guy, and I liked, I liked when I went into a building and a tough building to play in and, and got a tie because you felt good about yourself and actually the the winning or the home team didn't feel real good about themselves it almost felt like a loss when you got a tie when when you should win at home
1: the rangers i'm sure feel good about themselves today and speaking of winning at home nine and one on home ice are the rangers they're in first place still thanks to a 5-3 win over the Sault saint marie greyhounds here at the odd this afternoon a final break when we come back the caller That our boss has been clamoring for. He's been texting me all day. Get this guy on the air. Get this guy on the air. This guy is coming up next. Stay with us. It's Rangers talk after Kitchener's 5-3 win over the Sioux. Brought to you by YouSave Flooring. Price is so low. Just take it and go. This is City News 570. We
0: want to hear from all the armchair coaches. Call now, 519 570 2545. It's City News 570 Rangers Talk. Brought to you by You Save Flooring. Price is so low, just take it and go. City News 570.
1: A 5 3 win for the Kitchener Rangers over the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds this afternoon. A couple scored by Trent Swick. Philip Mishar had two assists and a goal, Swick an assist as well. And the Rangers have won a season-high five in a row. Let's get right back to the phones because the man that our boss has been almost begging for all day, and we love to make the boss happy, uh, Eddie is on the line with us. I don't know why the boss likes him so much, but Eddie, if you're looking for a job, the boss is a big fan. Oh, wow,
9: that sounds uh, that sounds like fun.
1: all right what's on your mind young fella uh
9: you know what it's uh aside i'd say that was 50 minutes of good hockey
1: um 50 what 10 what, what, what 10 minutes were bad
9: i don't know the last 10 minutes looked like they took their foot off the gas just a little but i mean it still wasn't it still wasn't off like you know what overall just another good performance and once again um i'd say four lines were clicking again um honestly i think if I'd be honest, i think think, uh, yeah, just four lines clicking. Parsons looked great again in net. Um, yeah, just those last few minutes, but really there's nothing too negative to be said about today, just a lot of positives.
1: So, Paul, you see a hocus alluded to that too. He said maybe, you know, when the team was up 5-1, they kind of thought they had this one in the bag.
2: I don't think it was so much a case of of Kitchener taking their foot off the gas. I think it was more a case of, of Susie Marie ramping it up a little bit to, to try to get back in the game, which they did. And this is a very good hockey club as well. Um, and then they felt they had a little bit of momentum once they got that goal, and they got the shorthanded goal, and they got the six-on-five goal. And they, they put Kitchener back on their heels a little bit, but I don't think Kitchener took their foot off the pedal as much as the Sioux ramped it up.
9: All right. um, You know, I've got a question. So I, I'm yep. down at the other end of the ice, so I couldn't really tell. But was that a penalty on Andonovsky?
2: Not a chance. No, no, that was, that was a that was a real missed call by the by the official. It, it was a follow like through. The- yeah, it was a follow through on a stick, and it just kind of hit a midsection. It, it it there's no way, and to put a team down five on three or six on three in this. You got to be sure of that call. Well, and I I've always believed you have to injure somebody or take away scoring chance to put a team down five on three, and same the, the other night. Um, the penalty that put them down five on three, I believe it was a little slash in the corner. Yeah, that to me is not a penalty to put the team down five on three. I don't think it's a penalty to put a team down five on four, but but to put a team down five on three, you really have to injure somebody in my estimation or take away scoring chance. That's just my opinion.
9: Yeah, um, yeah. I was just I, down at the other end. It looked like it was a bad call, but couldn't couldn't exactly tell. But uh, yeah, you know what? I, w- I will give them kudos. You know what? I think I said. Those last ten minutes weren't great. I'd say honestly, maybe six or seven minutes because those last, that penalty kill at the end that was a uh, that was that was solid overall.
1: Let me ask you this, Eddie, because we're we're running short of time. We got to go. Do you believe? That's what I want to know now. Do you believe this team is fourteen and five?
9: Yeah, I I believe. I you know I had this team going to the playoffs all along. I wouldn't say i him as a one seed, but I had him when even when people weren't. Uh, We're saying no plus I I got some buddies not going to name names, but I had some buddies who were saying that it wasn't even going to be a playoff year. But I definitely do believe that that fall that collapse that I was scared of. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not saying all right, you know, I'm not going to call one seed. I'm not going to say they'll maintain this pace, but I'm not saying we're going to see a point where it's like, wow, what do you do with this team?
1: all right well we got we got to run eddie appreciate the call but i i'm honestly paul i'm asking that question i think what eddie meant though what do you do with this team it's so bad but this team is going so well it's it's not playing the way anybody would have expected a team at this point in its cycle to play and just to touch on what we talked about in our harris Law pregame show today they're going to have to move an overager after trading Tomasz hamara away they now have an import slot open to me These are just opportunities to improve what the Rangers have.
2: No no question, to improve the hockey club, Mike. And, you know, we talk about cycles, and typically when the cycle doesn't go the way you expect it to go, it's in that it's gone worse than, you know, you expect to be good. And and it usually doesn't go the other way when the expectations aren't high, and then all of a sudden you exceed those and you're at the top of the league. So it's a nice uh, situation to be in. And, you know, nobody has a crystal ball, including Mike McKenzie. They, they they can only predict what they believe to be. And right now, this team is probably outplaying know, what everybody thought it would. And what a great situation to be in.
1: It is a great situation, and it's a lot of fun around the Memorial Auditorium. Plenty of smiles. On the 6,600-plus faces in here today, a season-high crowd watching the Rangers beat the Greyhounds by a score of 5-3. to Rangers have won it five in a row, and they're off for five days. We'll be back at it on Friday night with the Windsor Spitfires in town. Thank you very much for being a part of our broadcast here today. On behalf of my broadcast partner, Paul Fixter, and our producer back at the boardwalk, Jordan Malcolm, my name is Mike Farwell, a very good Sunday afternoon from the Memorial Auditorium in Kitchener.